0: I've never seen a diamond in the flesh I cut my teeth on wedding rings
1: the- Dude, that's pretty oh, cool I man, that is a sad a sad clown
2: <laughs> Dude, that's pretty good <laughs> This is the clue Bringing you weekly interviews with F3 Omaha Packs, exploring their every experiences, and finding those sticky elements that create the glue in the gloom. This is The Plague, and we got uh, Pony Express. And then we have uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Redwood, uh, Wild Kingdom creator... I think the only guy to cue a workout taking us from his birth to his current age, uh, Tonight Show uh, on, on the call. That might actually be true. <laughs> it is, and um, Tonight Show, uh, just a really special guy um, to me personally, just um, you know, before F3, so I, I knew him before the nickname uh, and he is constantly pulling me, um you know discipling me into being a better man and so i just i have a lot of uh, gratitude for for you man so um thankful for you and uh, excited to talk to you today and if you don't mind just um tell us how it all all started where'd you get the nickname what was that first workout like how many other guys have we interviewed that lied to us about the first workout you know all, all of that sort of stuff
0: yeah i don't know i'm not sure what you heard about the first workout so i could be the one who lies here um, so, um, Ron Carson, 41 tonight show, uh, that first workout, the name was actually the tonight show, but, uh, it was really hard to introduce myself and say, hi, my name is the tonight show. Uh, so I dropped the, the article. Uh, it was just a lot easier to just say tonight show. <laughs> and, uh, my last name my last name is Carson. And so as we were going around doing our, you know, kind of our introductions during that name um, wait time, one of the things that became somewhat clear was that wait time had some people's names already planned out. Um, you know, so I like to believe that, you know, he came up with names like, you know, his son, Connor, you know, and and his daughter, and then he came up with Tonight Show, and it was right next to those. But, um so my last name is carson and you know in a total like stretch of imagination he went with johnny carson and said the tonight show that totally makes sense so um that's where the name came from uh i probably like a lot of guys i got that name and i was like really is that that's what you're going with um but ultimately you know what man i actually love that name i think it's fantastic i i do actually like the tie-in to my last name you being one of the
1: Redwoods, how did you get plugged in? Who approached you? How did that go about?
0: Yeah. Well, I got, I got plugged in by the, the originator, wait time. Um, wait time had been working at the same place I work at. And, um, I had seen him, I had actually seen him do some presentations and he has just this kind of really powerful and engaging way of telling stories. Um, so you know, I, I sort of was like attracted to the to the idea of just you know, could I learn something from the way that he tells stories? Could I, I learn something just from him in general? And um, so I, I had a couple of people who had just mentioned, hey, there's this like workout thing that he's starting. Um, I was like, okay, well, this is going to be a great way that I can just start a conversation. So. I I reached out to him and and really, I just asked for two things. Tell me about this workout and and I'd love to get some feedback on, um, an application process that I had gone through. Well, he like latched onto that workout thing and he's like, yeah, let me tell you about this workout thing. I think you really love it. Um, some of the, some of the story behind the story, wait time and I turned out we, we actually have a lot of things in common with kind of some relationships we have with our fathers. Um, and so it was, it was really great to get to know him in that way and just see his vulnerability. I had changed jobs at that time too, at the hospital and was really needing a way to start networking with some people. And, and he was a chief at the hospital and was like, Hey, this be a great way to get to, to network with some other professionals. Um, and I think a theme of my life is probably like getting into something with the wrong intentions and then right-sizing my intentions after I get into it. Um, so when I went to that first workout, it was really because you know there was like a vice president at the hospital that was there. There was a director from the hospital that was there. There was a chief from the hospital that was there. There was this other you know director of operations that was there, and um, and I was like, this is going to be an awesome networking opportunity. Um, you know, you fast forward a little ways, and and there's not very many of those those dudes coming around still. Um But what I realize because i 'm good at right sizing my expectations after I jump into something, um, man it, it was a, the networking was real, right? You get to meet a lot of guys that are that are able to do things we We talk about local businesses through our slack channel all the time, um, so that 's for real um, but what you get is so much bigger than the the professional networking opportunity. Um, you know, the accountability from other guys, the friendships from other guys, Sasquatch said, you know, what's your one word? And for every one word, he'll donate a dollar, which if you haven't done that, I, he may still be doing that. So if you're listening, Sasquatch, I'm expecting donations here, but um, my, my the one word I put on there was plug, and it's it's uh, not because I wanted to get onto his podcast, so I did wonder what took him so damn long. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was because I'm I, I just the friendships that I have gotten through guys that I know at F3, um, you know, like like names matter, friendships matter. And in uh, being able to have like, you know, deep, meaningful friendships with somebody, um, I, that that is a big deal to me. It really resonates with me. And, um, you know, I've got a guy in wait time who my kids love and wait time. Like he sent, he sang happy birthday to my daughter. Uh, a few weeks back, he sent her a video and saying happy birthday to her. You don't just get that from, you know, the people that you knew in high school or the people you knew in college. Um, so, you know, having somebody like him in my life, having someone like Plague in my life uh, and being able to kind of share some of these meaningful experiences through working out in the morning. Um, you know, that's that's kind of the story behind the story of why I came and and how I right size my expectations along the way
2: love that i i think i i um so when you eh'd me you know i think uh i remember you telling me specifically about the concentrica model um and that was kind of your your strategy i don't know if you you knew i don't i don't know um, how you selected that approach but i i remember you being um like you gotta check this out right they've got this really cool way and work-life balance is a myth and it's t- a total oprah bomb and so i was initially like whoa, they've got their own slang and they've got a, a new tool, which I love tools and models uh, and, and applying those things. So your EH strategy was on, was on point. So that's good. Tell me, um, there's a lot of chatter about the first workout being difficult. And I'm not sure if it was difficult or the guys were just their fitness level wasn't, wasn't very good. What's your, what's your take on the, like, was it, was it challenging? Was it awkward? What was the, that first
0: beat down like? Uh, well, it was awkward for sure. Um, there were only a couple people who had been doing F3 workouts at Omaha prior to that first workout. So when they are like shouting out these ridiculous things like side straddle hop and monkey humper, um, you know, there were were a lot of guys looking around going like, is there anybody watching this right now? Because this is going to be really embarrassing. And how am I going to explain this to my wife later? Um, so, yes, awkward to the max and wait time has like the full resolution nameorama. So, if you want to catch something that was highly awkward, ask him about that that first nameorama video cuz it's it's brutal. Um the workout. So, I I guess what I would tell you guys is I I don't think the workout was that brutal. I think that they intentionally tried to go middle of the road so that guys would want to come back the next Saturday. And I think they figured if they just buried everybody on that hill behind the Oracle, um, that no one would come back the next week. Um, So I I felt like it was kind of middle of the road. Now, I do specifically recall um, Tommy Boy being out in Omaha and he led the Steinal, and none of us had done the Steinal before. And, man, you guys know, that thing, even for a, a seasoned PAX, is a soul-sucking workout. If you do something like that and you're not a seasoned PAX, it it, it really can lead you to some dark places. Um, so we had done that. And uh, and I think Captain Thurkins, um And when you're trying to flip between Steinle and then Captain Thurkin at the, and that was the end of the workout, dude, like that's not a, that's not a recipe for bringing a whole bunch of guys back the next week. What's a Captain Thurkin, educate me, please. (laughs) Yeah. That one's big boy sit-ups, American hammers and Merkins. And you do them in a one to four ratio. (laughs) Yeah. So that boy was, it was awesome. I mean, it's a fun workout. It's something that we would do, you know, you'll see, um, some of our sugar rays will do that stuff now, but that was like, you know, week three or week four back at the beginning. Um, and at that time there was only one workout a week. So if you were going to get extra credit in, you know, you were having to do something that was like a, a non-sanctioned workout. Um, So to go, to go into some of that Steinal and Captain Thurkins was, that was something else. That was, that was when I started to get some eye openers that, Hey, this, this can be a serious workout and guys can probably really see some change in their life doing this. Yeah. I I mean, I joke about my first
1: workout all the time coming and thinking it was going to be a breeze and it kicked my ass. And that's when I realized, Hey, I need probably something like this in my life outside of lifting weights or whatever I thought I was doing at the time. So no, I think everyone kind of has that realization at some point where, oh, there, there's really something here that's different than anything that I've been doing or can supplement what I've been doing and is super helpful. Um, I, I kind of wanted to ask you, you know, you came in with these expectations of what the workout would be. You know, it's, it's going to be a workout group. It's going to be a networking thing for you possibly. At what point did it become something else or something more to you?
0: um you know i the the time that it finally became something different to me was I, I like to joke with guys and say you know back at the beginning there was like one workout right you you went on saturday and when things got really crazy we had like a saturday and a tuesday um and uh and then we throw in like saturday tuesday thursday and then we finally flipped in the monday well i started getting phone calls from guys saying Hey, you know, tonight's show, we're going to go run around at the maze on Friday and we're just going to run around that lake. You want to come join us? And these were guys that, you know, four weeks ago, six weeks ago, I didn't even know these guys, right? And now they're sending me a text message or they're calling and saying, Hey, do you just want to come run around the lake with us in the morning? Um, and that was when it started to turn for me when it was not just going out and trying to work out, but it was actually people reaching out and saying, Hey, you want to come join us? And you know, if I was to tell something to any PAX today, it would be make that ask, because that's the thing that honestly, a lot of guys are waiting. There there are guys that are not, they're on the sideline, they're waiting for somebody to make an ask of them. It is not, it's not, it's not unusual. There are guys who will go out and really be proactive about how they get involved in something. Um, But more often than not, you know, it's, If you talk to a guy about mentoring, they'll say, well, I just don't like, how do I ask somebody to do that? And then you talk to, you know, guys that are like wait time and they're just waiting. They're waiting for someone to just say, make an ask. The same thing is true when you're trying to EH somebody into it. Um, or when you want to, if you want to, you know, get a guy to go from a Saturday to a Tuesday, you know, make the ask. They're, they're waiting and they'll say, yes. A lot of guys will say yes to anything once. Um, and so that was what happened with me, man. Somebody just made the ask. They said, come on out and run with us on Friday morning. Um, and I have a lot of bad F3 stories that started with someone just messaging me and saying, hey, let's go do this. Um, I remember the first time I set my alarm for 4.20 in the morning so that I could get over to the woodshed to do a pre-run. And I remember thinking, this is completely stupid. I can't believe I'm going to set my alarm for 4.20. Um Well, then I did it like over and over again. And the thing that I thought was stupid that I just needed someone to make that ask for me just became routine. Um, You know, just like working out in the rain, just like working out in the cold, Um, all these sort of limitations. It was just someone who said, hey, come do it like it's possible. Put on some more gloves. Don't worry about the rain. You can change your shirt, put a towel in the car. Um, But Someone just being willing to make the ask to do it. So you mentioned you have a bunch
2: of, of good stories and I'm just curious, what are some of the highlights? I mean, you've been at this for, for three years and also you, you've been in other men's groups before. And so, you, I mean, you've got a lot of experience, but um, just curious, what's, what have been the highlights for you? What are the things that really stick out? is like, man, this was, this is a really cool thing that happened.
0: Um, I, you know, I think one of the things that helps guys to to kind of develop in, in any group setting is when there is someone who's willing to be vulnerable so you guys have heard this before but like the, the first time that Folsom really opened up about some of the struggles he was having in his personal life um, that, was, that was a really big deal for a lot of guys and uh, you know at the risk of, of googling or having a hashtag that doesn't sound right but there were a lot of guys that were like hey you know what me too like I'm struggling with that same thing and it was really good for them to hear, and that's what that's what normalizes a lot of a lot of the struggles that men have is when you when you appreciate that there are other guys struggling with that same thing. Um, so I think that was huge. I I, I still remember Folsom making that comment, um, and I remember how impactful that was for a lot of guys. Um, another one that really stuck out to me from that vulnerability perspective was placebo. I know placebo. Um, he's not able to get out as much as he used to, but, um, he opened up about some, some things from his past too, that had been really challenging and how he had just made some decisions to cut some bad things out of his life. Um, and that was another moment that a lot of guys were like, ah, oh, you know, not, not only do I identify because I'm, I'm trying to walk that same path, but it gave guys the opportunity to say, you know what, I probably have some cancers in my life that need to be cut out also. Um, and hearing another person talk about it kind of gave them the permission to say, I, I'm going to stop this also.
2: One of my favorite memories too, because you and wait time both are really, really good at this, but kind of real time correction. I remember my first time trying to count cadence at a Murph. Uh, and and I just remember you're, you're consistently saying, uh, you know, counting is the hardest part, but you got to learn how to do it. You know, and so just just the coaching there, I think um, there's something to be said about about that, right? It's easy to coach you like counting and so when we do that in a something like a workout then we're more open to being coached and coaching others in a non-workout setting and i, and I think that's that's been really good for our, our relationship on several levels um what you know so we think about uh, fitness fellowship and faith um i know pony is still trying to figure out what the sh- what a sugar ray is because you mentioned that like in the first minute he's looking that up i can't find it um but we talk about fitness fellowship and faith, and you think about you know all of the all of the you know book studies and the Q source stuff and and things that we've been doing. But um, where do you, where do you see yourself at the you know fitness fellowship and faith? Those three F's on that kind of continuum. You know, there's no official scale, although Celic I think is trying to get uh, trying to make that happen. But uh, I don't know where where would you see yourself at today compared to when you started.
0: Yeah, well, before I answer that, I want to make a comment on something that you said um, about correction and and being willing to hear it in a workout and hearing it outside of a workout. I I I just feel really compelled to say that something that everybody, and this is this is men, women, kids, you know, whoever you are, we need to be better and we need to be willing at, at listening when someone has some correction. Um, And asking for it, Um, especially, you know, if you depending on the role you're in in your your professional life, um, it is harder to get feedback from people. Um, And if you're in any sort of a supervisory role, it is that much more important that you go out of your way to ask for feedback um, and that you're willing to just shut your mouth and not try to defend yourself while you're getting feedback, Um, because that is going to be the surest way to shut down them wanting to give you feedback again. So, I mean, I just, that's something that I've had to really learn. And I try to coach that into people, uh, especially if you share your like one word with someone. Um, I have always said like, share your word, but then invite them to call you out when you're not living your word. Um, Because man, what a miss it is if you say, look, I want to be a compassionate person. But the first time you don't act in that way and someone stops you, you're like, well, what are you talking about? Of course, I'm being compassionate. Um, so, man, I, I think that's really important, Brandon, or uh, the plague. Remember, um, you know, to, to let, invite people into asking you, uh, invite people into giving you feedback and then listening. So fitness fellowship and faith, I look at all of this stuff as a, as a practice and a discipline. There's, I don't know that I'm ever going to reach a point with any of the three apps or with any of the quadrants that get defined in the Q source and feel like, you know, I finally accomplished that. Um, You know, the, the Q source, when they look at these quadrants, they do kind of try to align it to a continuum, right? Where you're, you're moving through your life, you're getting to, you know, your, your last 40. And, you know, now you're, you're, investing in other guys well you know the reality is i probably still got a lot of like get right that i'll still need to do when i'm 70 or at least i hope i do if i get to that point i feel like somehow i've accomplished everything i need to accomplish in the get right quadrant um then i probably have poor self-reflection and i probably got a bad understanding of what's in the get right quadrant um because you know the the concentric is in the get right quadrant and like my M is never going to stop being the center of the concentrica and she's going to be a different person in 10 years. She's going to be a different person in 20 years when we have no kids in the house. And so the, the husband that I am today isn't going to work to be that same husband in 20 years. Um, so I hope that, you know, wherever I'm at, I, I hope that I'm still trying to get better. In each of those F's, in each of those quadrants, um, and then you know, if I look today, too, if I'm being realistic, on the third F, I'm probably not where I was uh, one to two years ago. Um, you know, so if I needed to focus on anything, it's probably the third F. Something we we tried to
2: do right is engage guys in book studies and um, Q source discussions, and you you had led kind of in the beginning um i kind of partnered with your with your church or a pastor there a book study on the meaning of marriage mm. um, and i know you've participated in some some q source discussions but um what's been your like what are your thoughts on like guys you know like working out together and then being able to engage in some of these studies do you feel like there's a correlation with with like the level of conversation we're able to have or any, any thoughts there
0: yeah i I think, I think there is, you know, the, the, the shared struggle is what F F3 would tell you, tells you bonds guys together. Um, Well, that, that shared struggle really can extend out into other activities. So, you know, we did, we did the meaning of marriage and, you know, here's, here's what was interesting about that for me, plague was I was running down a road with you at Oracle, right? And you and I are talking about this. And I said, hey, you know, we're going to be doing this thing. I I want to see if you'd be interested in doing it. Well, Selleck is running behind us. And he's like, hey, I just happened to overhear you. And um, I I might be really interested in something like that, too. So what that what that tells me is, you know, he wasn't like sitting back there going, well, my marriage is rosy and you guys are the ones that have a problem. Right. Um, So what he saw was an opportunity with other like minded guys who are also focused on growing their marriage. And, you know, you made the comment about my EH strategy with you. Well, at the time, you know, you and I were, were doing a study together where we were predominantly focused on like how we relate to ourselves, how we relate to our God and how we relate to our, our wives and our families. And so, you know, here was a thing where there was a model that tells you you can't balance work in your life. Um, it puts your spouse who I knew that you and I had been talking about this right at the middle. And I was like, man, this is like, this is a self licking ice cream cone on how many each this guy. Well, here we had Selleck who also had kind of a similar thing of, he's trying to figure out how to go the same direction. He wants to be a better man. He wants to be a better husband. Um, And this sounded like an opportunity where he could get into it. Um, So yeah, I I think 100% there is synergies there. Um, you know because the four of us have still talked about some of the things that we learned there and uh, and how that stuff still sticks with us today. So, you know, the the common shared experience, whether it's through F3, whether it's through some other uh, activity of kind of working towards the same goal, um, you know, I think that that has, has synergistic benefits for sure. And
1: I think that piece is, often overlooked um because when you're when you look at f3s from a very high level um what guys will mostly see is just a workout group um you know that's the first thing they see that's the first thing i saw when i came as okay it's a group of guys that work out that's that's their mission that's what they do well not realizing what i was missing in the second f component of hey i was able to come to some of these book studies or these bible studies i was able to connect with the plague or greek freak on a much deeper level because not only was I getting smoked at a workout, but I was getting up an extra 30 minutes early to join for a book um, And I think those are all huge things. And for me, that's what kept me here. Um, you know, workouts were great. My fitness is as good as it's ever been and probably ever will be. Um, but it was that second F component that just like really kept me there. And then you incorporate some third F. And it, it just it's all gravy, man. It's all, it's all really good stuff.
0: No, I, you're, you're so right. Pony Express. And I've, I've said this before to guys, but here's the thing that I love about F3. This, and, and to me, it's not, it's not what I love about F3. It's what I love about the guys in F3. Um, think about all of the people that you guys know. And when you tell them about F3, you're going you're going to hear a really common list of reasons that they can 't do it right oh it 's too early oh i don 't like working outside i don 't like working out with a group of guys um, i 'd rather just go to the gym there's no dumbbells like the, the The list of excuses is universal right But what is amazing about the guys who say yes to f three is that they're the type of people who are trying to figure out how to say yes to other things in their life. They don't look at a challenge and, and look at it as like, oh, I can't, here's, here's the list of reasons why I can't do that thing. They are the type of guys who look at reasons to say yes to the challenges that they see in their lives. When, when their wife needs a day off from the kids, they're the type of husbands who say, yes, how can I better support you so that you can go hang out with your girlfriends? When their kids wanna play horse on the ground, they're the type of guys who are looking to say, yes, I will get on the ground and I will be a horse for you for the 400th time today. They're the type of guys who look at challenges in their community, like Sparty, man. That guy is, I, I don't think the word no is in Sparty's vocabulary. Like, you need to create a foundation that helps young men, yes. You need to go run for three straight days, yes. Like, I, I mean, that's what I love about the guys in f three. You need to get up 30 minutes earlier so that you can go do a book study? Yes. How can I make that happen? You're going to work out in the rain? Yes. That doesn't sound that challenging. I could do that. Um, And that's, to me, a, a humongous differentiator between guys in F3 and kind of a general community, which that I love is guys who are willing to say yes to things. And they're looking for the reasons that they can say yes Rather than pulling out their their prefab and man, their universal. Their prefab universal list of reasons to say no to something.
1: I think that's huge, and honestly, that's kind of a can be a somewhat of a challenge to some of the packs here. Um, take it on upon ourselves to to reach out to those guys and say, hey, uh, you know, are you are you you know, I think you might enjoy this book study. How about you you come join us? Um, You know, really just giving them the option or the opportunity to say yes for whatever that is. So
0: for sure. I mean, even even if you think about the studies that we've done, um, you know, there there could be guys who would say like, ah, you know, that content, that's just no good for me. But guys don't do that in F3. Guys say, you know what, I could probably do that. And even if I don't agree with everything that's in there, there's stuff that I can take out of that and, and apply to my life. And you just don't get that out of the general population. The general population is looking to say no. They're looking to tell you why we're not the same. They're looking how to say like, hey, that's your view, brother. You go be you and I'm going to go be me. Um, but F3 isn't that way. The guys, the type of guys that say yes to F3. And I know if Dred were here, he'd say, no, there is no type of guy for F3. But the type of guys that say yes to F3 are the type of guys who are trying to figure out how to say yes to other things in their life. And they're not looking at those reasons to say, no, they're not trying to put a list of why, you know, you and I aren't the same. And so that works for you. And it's not going to work for me. Um, And it's an ethos that I think we really see in the guys in F3 Omaha that I, I love. And it's the kind of guy I want to be. When I grow up, I want to be like Patton. I want to say yes to going and working out. When I'm, when I'm in the respect category, I want to be like khakis. Um, Man, I want to be like Da Vinci. I want to say yes to things that matter. Um, and not like have my like prefabbed list of reasons why I'm gonna say no to something. I love
1: that, man. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's pretty inspiring for myself too because I do get. I mean, even with with plague here, he'll he'll ask me to do some stuff, and you know, pre runs are my personal favorite, and all those other things. I come up with a million reasons not to hang out with Brandon, but now you're putting me on the spot. I'm gonna have to start saying yes to those <laughs> opportunities, I guess.
0: Well, I'll put in a. I'll put in an exception for you, Pony. If it's coming from the plague, those you can probably turn down. Uh, back to what you said originally about your first post and how
1: it was somewhat of a, you know, um, possibly a networking event for you. You're looking to to better connect with wait time, possibly. Um, but after those first couple workouts, I'm just curious on on what was the piece of glue that kept you coming back out? I mean, obviously it wasn't going to continue to just be a networking piece. You and wait time. were going to get closer. So what, what was the actual thing that kept you coming back?
0: Um, Well, I, you know, I would just go back to it. It's for sure. The second app. I mean, it's, it's what you hear people say all the time is when, when someone is going to reach out to you and ask how you're doing, when someone's going to reach out and say, Hey, I noticed you weren't there on Wednesday, where you been? Um, that that's meaningful. And it, it, I think, you know, the other thing is guys want to be, they want to be seen and they want to be known. They want to know that they were seen. Um, so for sure. I mean, I'm telling you, it was the, it was the time that I got a call from placebo on a Thursday night and he said, Hey, we're going to run around the lake on Friday morning. Um, and you know, I, I can remember it fairly clearly that that was the, that was the time that I was like, you know what, this is, this is something that I think I want to keep doing. Um, and the, the workout really became secondary. I mean, I, I enjoy, I love the workout. I love being fed. I love, I loved, I mean, I was like, I was like plague. I was a crazy guy showing up every day. I was pre-running every day. I was double, triple Murph on Memorial day. Um, I've changed. I honestly, I've changed some of my view around, you know, maybe I do need a little bit of sleep at night so that I can, um, function and be awake for my, my wife at night. Um, but it, it was the people, man, for sure. It was, it was the other guys that were there. It was getting the text message. It was getting the phone call. Um, it was, it was even in the, you know, Ponzi, I can remember Ponzi sending me a message one day where I wasn't, I'm not the sort of guy who's looking for like affirmation. Right. But I, I got this text message from Ponzi one day, and he says, hey, Tonight Show, I just wanted to let you know that um, I, I see you out there asking guys how their families are doing. And I know that, you know, you're maybe not like jumping out in front of people and, and being like that, that flamboyant leader, but I see you leading by just asking how people are doing, asking how their families are doing um, and being willing to try to just connect with a guy on a personal level and getting those messages that, that say like, hey, I see how you're doing. Um, and those, those meant a ton One of the interesting challenges with F3 Omaha in my mind right now is the fact that we've got so many AOs that it's hard to see some guys. Um, I've, I've alluded to this and I've kind of joked about it, but back in the day, there was only one workout a day, right? So I knew I was going to see plague every day. I knew that if I went to woodshed, plague was going to be there because that was the only workout. I know that you joined and when you joined woodshed was next to your house, but you need to go out West. You need to go see what's out at golden spike. You need to go on a Tuesday morning out to wild kingdom. Um, You need to go on a Monday out to uh, Red Wings because man, Omaha is a great city and there are great packs all over this city. And if you think that like, I'm going to just go to the woodshed or I'm going to just go to Futurama you're going to miss a lot of really awesome guys. Um, And the same thing's true. You know, the same thing's true. If you go to Mays all the time, you're going to miss a lot of great guys that go work out at Futurama. Um, And, and with the, our dudes down in Sarpy now, um, it's the same thing, man. I would just say like, get to the other AOs because there are great people all over F3 Omaha. And uh, if you think of yourself as just a Sarpy guy, or you think of yourself as just a woodshed guy, um, you're going to miss a lot of great, a lot of great packs across this this whole cr- group of people.
1: Man, I, I love that, and I think that's really huge right now, especially in this time of growth for everyone. Um, you know, just for at 3 Omaha in general. You know, I myself catch myself in a routine, posting the same spots, and so. You know, I'm I'm selfish and I do that. It's just what's convenient for me. But, I mean, you just bringing that to my attention makes me want to go post west or something. I'll go post in Sarpy County. So I think that's huge, and I wish I could echo that, uh, and I wish all the packs could hear that because it is an important message to hear right now.
2: Yeah, and I, I think just to clarify for you, Pony, um, the the fart sack is not an AO. It is not the same <laughs> as posting. It's so called he, a fart sacking. He, he is saying, get out of your house and go post at an actual uh, a... area of operation. Uh, no, that's that's really good. I I um, so we had we had talked to another Redwood the other day um, and kind of got on this subject, and you mentioned it a little bit there, but you know the the idea of like well I'm only connected to F3 if I go every day or I'm only connected if I can run the fastest or if I can do all the all of the the things um and I hope people know, like for me, I do all of the things because that's a that's a sickness that I have. You know, it's it's not because that's normal um, or that that's the expectation. And and I know you've maybe had some changes in career or ch- just you know injury, knee stuff. I, I don't know if you have any comments on that, just so that. So I, I think it's it, you know it's cool that you, despite changes in attendance and frequency you can still stay connected and feel connected and engaged. And I don't know if you have any words of wisdom
0: there for guys. Yeah. Well, you know, this is, this is something you and I have talked about before that if you look at the concentrica model, um, there is something that is conspicuously missing. And that is you, you are not in the concentrica model anywhere. Um, And I don't mean, I don't mean the plague. you're not in a concentrica model i'm a separate (laughs) ring on everybody's concentrica there's a separate Uh, ring for me there's like there's m you know there's shorties and then there's plague and then so no it's not like that i mean you know you yourself you're not in the concentrica um and so something that guys in f3 really have to watch out for is the working out itself um can become an idol and um there was there was a great roundtable podcast that C SPAN did a couple of years ago about, you know, what if you're falling asleep at night and it kind of annoys your spouse? Well, you probably ought to think about not doing every single workout. Um, because your M is in the concentrica and she's in the middle, as in the most important one. Um so, you know, that was something that I had I had started to look at. I did have some career changes which were demanding more of my time and it was it was harder it was harder for me to stay awake at night because I was having to for work and then to be able to get up in the morning. Um and never mind that. Like I found myself groggy by the time the afternoon came and um and I really needed to still be able to be sharp. Um so there was that, and then being able to stay awake with my spouse on the weekend, I actually um, no joke if if this is a video podcast, you can see that I did my Foursquare um, and on my Foursquare, I actually had being awake with my spouse on Friday or Saturday nights, and that i I tracked them as a percentage of you know number of Fridays out of each quarter that I was awake to spend time with her. Um, and I, it was because that, that was important and I really wanted to do that. So I, I think it is good for guys to know F3 is something that you can easily pour a lot of yourself into, um, and that's great. I think you should. Um, but I also think you have to look at the other things in your life and at least make sure that you are balancing and that you're being intentional, um, Because your spouse won't see it the same way that you're spending quality time together. If you're falling asleep on the couch, you may say, well, I was there and I was, you know, put my hand on your leg while I fell asleep, but they're not going to see it the same way. And you may be accelerating in that first F, but you will not be accelerating in the second half. And, uh, you know, so I think that, I, I think it is good for guys to know it's okay to not post. I love F3 and I would post every day. But it's okay not to. You you can still be plugged in. I still lead an AO with my boy Crab Cakes down in Gretna. You can still be a leader in F3 and not post every day. That's okay.
2: What would tonight's show's wisdom be to an f and G, a new guy showing up at a workout? What, what would you tell him for
0: advice or encouragement? So <clears throat> I did not say this about that first workout, but honestly, I wasn't sure I was coming back. Um, i was like that was interesting um all that counting was really strange and that standing around in a circle uh you know saying our names that was weird um yeah i wasn't i honestly wasn't sure i was coming back so if if i could give any piece of advice to an fng it would be come again um the first week is is awkward the first time you post is awkward you are going to get a name that there's a good chance you're not going to like your name. Um, You're going to do some exercises that you're going to have a really difficult time explaining to your family and friends when they ask you what you did. Um, But come back that when you get to work, workout two workout three workout four um, and you start getting to talk to some of the other guys, when, when you get that, like, fatherly interloper of khakis running next to you who tells you, you know what, you're not going to be the six soon. Um, somebody else will be and just remember to help them. Um, but you've got to come back, you know, to work out two or three to get to that point. Um, so that's what I'd tell an FNG is just come back.
2: I love that man. Hey, uh, this has been an honor, um, just to talk to you on this level. You're, uh, you know basically a greek god and your physique and oh, your, your your the wisdom now in in all honesty though man this has been a lot of fun um so uh, thanks for your time and uh let's let's take us out uh we'll do a little name um uh, so i'll start us off here brandon flea hardy 35 the play the play jungle where the
1: 29 Pony express
2: Pony okay. Express. Okay. Hey, nice. I'm
1: Rob Carson, 41. Tonight show. Oh, tonight Tonight's show. Thanks, buddy. Nice job, man. Hey.